This year, it's a new look NFC North division, one that is without Aaron Rodgers for the first time in many years, and one where the Detroit Lions are actually the favorites to win the division in what feels like a lifetime. I know that in the years that I've been watching the NFL, I can't really remember a time in which the Detroit Lions were favored. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement in this division. I think every team uh, has a very high ceiling um, and some with some low floors. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go over each team's consensus Vegas win total, analyze its value, and what it's going to take for each team to hit that over benchmark and whether or not we think that they're going to hit the over or under. If you're watching, make sure to comment your favorite pick to win the NFC North, as well as what teams you think are going to go over or under their win total. Also, if you enjoy the video, make sure to like and subscribe. We appreciate you being here listening. Let's just get right into it. Unfortunately, today, it's just me. Brendan is out of town, but show must go on. Let's talk win totals. Packers are sitting at seven and a half wins. They have the lowest win total, tied for the lowest with the Bears, and they have the longest odds in the division to win their division at plus 500. This is crazy because it feels like, at least in my lifetime, Almost every year, the Packers are top two, if not atop the leaderboard in terms of divisions and win totals and all of that. So I guess that's the power of Aaron Rodgers and the presence that he brings to this team. Now, we know the type of team the Packers are. We know what type of coach Matt LaFleur is. The only thing we don't know, the only thing that's uncertain is Jordan Love. Now, I know I'm just stating the obvious here, but it must be said, if Jordan Love is even mediocre to some degree. If he's fine, if he's a good game manager, I think this Packers team has potential and can still make a splash in their division. Defense is middle of the road. They struggle. They have some holes in their defense, especially in the rushing defense. But at home, they're a solid unit, especially with Jair Alexander on the field. Anything is possible. Offensive line is respectable. Given the status of David Bakhtiari, if David Bakhtiari is playing this year and he is healthy, then he immediately elevates this offensive line as he is an elite offensive lineman himself. Now, one thing that will be paramount to the success of the Packers is the return and development of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, as well as the additions of Jane Reed out of Michigan State and then Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State. Now, if they continue to make improvements and develop in the offseason and can be an added weapon for Jordan Love, and essentially make Jordan Love do less, then the Packers have a good shot to clear their win total. And I say that because of this. Actually, let's bring up the graph. Let's take a look at the graph. I made this graph a couple weeks ago to help me visualize team strength of schedule with their projected wins. So on the x-axis, the farther you go right, the easier projected strength of schedule. The y-axis is just the team's Vegas projected wins. So Packers are sitting at seven and a half wins right here. They have one of the easiest strength of schedules in the entire league and arguably the easiest strength of schedule in terms of defenses faced. The defenses they faced are, it's an easy path for Jordan Love. If he is halfway decent, he should be able to shred some of these teams. So that's why I think it's very possible for the Packers to clear seven and a half. There's no reason that they should not, honestly, given their schedule. Um, their toughest forecasted games, they're at home this year against the Chiefs and the Chargers. If they can take one of those, Packers get eight wins easily. I think those will be 
the two biggest games. They're out of division games, and they get both of them at home. Now, obviously, the Chiefs are a little tougher, but hey, playing at Lambeau Field immediately elevates the Packers as well. No matter how good or bad that team may be, Lambeau Field immediately bumps that team up a little bit no matter what. So if they can take one of those games, I think eight and a half wins, nine wins, excuse me, still talking in terms of Vegas, but eight or nine wins is very much so inside. They just have to take one of those out-of-conference games and go 500 against their division opponents, and that's it. They're at eight, nine wins right there. Now, with that being said, I can't speak for Jordan Love. I don't know what he's going to look like, but as I said before, he should be able to carve up some of the teams that the Packers faced. Now, will he? I don't know. If he can't, Packers, you're in trouble. I don't think Jordan Love is the guy if he can't make a splash given the defensive schedule that they face in 2023. I'm personally over on the Packers seven and a half win totals. I know that they're probably, I know, well, they are projected to be the worst team in the NFC North, but given what they face, I think they can clear eight wins, especially with Matt LaFleur calling the plays, especially given the power of what Lambeau Field holds. Eight and a half wins should easily be inside for the Packers. I think they do it. I think they I think they get eight or nine. So uh, 500 to win the division, I'm not so sure. Uh, I don't think there's enough value in that. If they were in plus six, plus 700, I think it would be, be all over their odds to win the division. Um, but uh, I'm going to save it for somebody a little later down the road. And that leads us to the Bears. Seven and a half wins as well, tied with the Packers win total. But they have shorter odds to win the division. They're plus 400. Now, Justin Fields' development and the stride that Fields makes between 2022 and 2023, this upcoming season, will be a big deal. And I know that everybody, again, stating the obvious, but he wasn't the greatest passer. He's a really, really solid passer. He's better than one or others would like to believe. Um, but I still, I still think he needs to make improvements. Now, that is not saying that the Bears cannot find success with the lack of passing ability from Justin Fields. If all else remains the same with Justin Fields, if he is the exact same player that he was last year, don't get it twisted. The Bears can easily win seven and a half wins. Clear. That's eight or nine. If they go 500 against their division, that's in sight. DJ Moore was a huge addition. Chase Claypool, there's a ton of rumors that he's being lazy this offseason, that he's having a bad mini camp. If he can just shape it up, get his head right, he can also be a mismatch underneath against these linebackers. As we saw with the Steelers, they played him as a slot position, as a big man slot, to basically be like a quicker tight end almost. Um, so if if he can get right, he can also be a huge addition for Justin Fields as Darnell Mooney was the only guy that he had last year. So with now DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool, that can elevate the Bears to to a better team than what they were last year, assuming Justin Fields is the same player that he was last year. Now, if he makes that jump and becomes a better quarterback, then they have a shot to win the NFC North. I very much think that is in play. The only issue is that the Bears' defense is going to struggle this year. They invested heavily in the free agency, but the truth of the matter is is that the linebacker seems to be the impact, seems to impact the defensive outcomes 
the least. And that's kind of what they loaded up at. They made some improvements in the secondary, but no one really knows how much these young cornerbacks will improve. But without a pass rush and with an inconsistent back-end secondary, the Bears are going to have very little going for them this year on the defensive side of the ball. So their offense is really going to have to keep them in play, but they've done it before. They did well last year. It's really, you know, can't get much worse than last year. Now, the out-of-conference games are quite tough. The Bear draw the Bears draw these opponents out of the AFC. They play at Kansas City. They play versus Denver at home versus the Raiders at home. They get Chargers at Chargers, and then they get Cleveland in Cleveland. So their path to seven and a half friends can really be boiled down to can they take one of the games above outside of the Raiders game? So can they win two of their out-of-conference games? And then if so, I think they can get to eight wins because I'm assuming that if the Bears go 500 against their divisional rivals, they go one and one against the Packers, they go one and one against the Vikings, and they go one and one against the Lions. Then if they break two out of their six, five, excuse me, AFC games, then that's eight wins. So it is very much inside and it's really dependent on Justin Fields and the the progress that he makes. Unfortunately, the defensive unit is not quite there. So I don't think they are in consideration for double-digit wins, but but I think this offense is well enough to keep them in contention. I think that eight wins is very much in sight, similar to what we saw with the Packers. I think they can do it. I think they can easily do it. So I'm kind of on the Bears. Eight, nine wins, give or take. Now plus 400 to win the division. Uh, still not long enough. I would rather take him at Packers odds at plus 500 than at 400. So if you can shop around and find that, I think there's plenty of value to find in that. So um, this should be an exciting year for the Bears, regardless of the development of Justin Fields. Their team is only getting better. I really like the coach, coaching staff that they have there. So uh, a lot to look forward to. Now the Vikings are coming off a streak of luck from last year that was crazy. They are currently sitting at eight and a half wins regardless of the success that they had last season and they're plus 250 to win the division. Half of their 2022 wins had a score differential of three points or less. The Vikings now do have a solid offense and a top tier receiving core with Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, Hawkinson, and KJ Osborne. But I don't think they can continue their streak of luck. Their defense ranked 31st in yards allowed per game last year. So they didn't really do much to improve their defensive unit. And so unless they can keep that streak going, there's really, I, I'm, I'm not seeing how the Vikings can, can come out on top like they did last year. I am actually in an amazement that they even won as many games as they did last year. It's kind of crazy. I don't think that the team that the Vikings were last year and their record emulates what they're going to be this year in any which in any right. So eight and a half wins, it seems low for a team that just won, you know, double digit wins last year. But I, I'm kind of gonna bank on the under. I think they're gonna struggle this year. I think their defense didn't improve from last year. And it's that's not saying much because, you know, their defense ranked thirty first in yards allowed per game. You know, that's second worst in the league. So 
eight and a half wins might actually be difficult for the Vikings, as crazy as it sounds for a team who had double-digit wins last year. I I think they have a really tough out-of-conference schedule. They face the Chargers, Chiefs, 49ers. Then they go to Denver, to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, and then they go to the Bengals. That is a tough stretch of out-of-conference games, and they already have to deal with teams who are on the up-and-up in the NFC North. And then the Lions, Bears, and then, you know, the Packers are not as good as they were last year. So that's going for them. But in in reality, the Vikings, you know, even though they're second to win the division, could very well end up in last place in the NFC North. That is not that is not within that is not out of the range of outcomes. That is not outside that range. So I would be I'd be shocked if the Vikings got double digit wins again. I think I think the Vikings struggle this year as Kevin O'Connell works to build a more complete roster and faces a tough schedule with a bad draw of out of conference games. Now, most exciting team in football, it feels like Lions, nine and a half wins, plus one thirty to win the division, highest odds to win the division. This is the highest win total for Detroit since nineteen ninety two when the Lions' preseason win total was nine wins. Crazy, crazy, absolutely crazy. So Dan Campbell's really done well with his unit. They, uh, their fans are certainly excited. I'm certainly excited to keep up and watch. They're expected to have a high-caliber offensive unit led by Amon Ross St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs with plenty of other solid skill players. I was not on the Jared Goff hype train. I wasn't a believer. I didn't think he would uh, do too well last year, but – he pleasantly surprised me with his performance and the the way that he managed that Lions offense. I think they're only going to get better, especially with the additions they made this offseason. Jameer Gibbs, amongst others, they obviously have Amon Ross St. Brown and David Montgomery. Um, it's it's only getting better. And so they also have a top three offensive line in the NFL statistically across the board. So Jared Goff will be well-protected. He will have plenty of skill players to throw to or hand the ball off to. And their defense has only improved as well. Their defense struggled last year at the beginning. They gave up the most points in the NFL. But as the season went on, when you adjust for certain windows, it seemingly improved drastically. And so we have, they had young rookies like Aiden Hutchinson, Kirby Joseph, Malcolm Rodriguez, as well as guys that they got in the draft. Everything is seemingly clicked at the end of the season, and they only built off of that success. The unit looks much different than it did last year. Brad Holmes, the general manager for the Lions, he added defensive backs Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and completely revamped the secondary. So... I am very excited about this Lions team. I know that the public is on the Lions to win it over nine and a half games. I know that they're on the Lions to win the division, but I can't fade the public as I totally agree. I think nine and a half is easily doable in a very questionable division in the NFC North. I know each team is going to be a respectable team. There's really no clear cut, you know, bottom feeder in this division, but they absolutely should win this division given the landscape of it. You know, their high expectations are absolutely warranted. They do have some tough out-of-conference games, though. They play at the Chiefs, at the Ravens, at the Chargers, at Dallas, at Vikings. That is the only reason in which they would drop 
below nine and a half wins. You know, that I can't even, I can't argue with that. I can't really, you know, I can reason one or two wins out of there. Um, but it is a tough slate. Nonetheless, I think they can win every other game on their, on their schedule. Um, I think they have that type of potential. If they can just break one or two of those, then nine and a half wins is definitely much in the clear. You know, I think that if they take two of those, they're an 11 win team. I can't fade the public and I will not fade Dan Campbell. I'm a huge believer in this team. I think there's no reason that they should not win this division. Well, there you have it. NFC North. That was a quick show. I probably talked way too fast, but if you're listening, I appreciate you uh, being here. Make sure to comment your favorite to win the NFC North. Let us know. We love to hear the feedback uh, and all the fans out there. So make sure to like, subscribe. We will be back here next week to talk NFC South. Appreciate you listening.